0: The show you need to get what you desire by avoiding the mistakes made by others before you. Learn the stories and journeys of what success looks like
1: to find the freedom you deserve while thriving with your best life. And now I present to you the one, the only Rapid Results with Andrew Wise. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Rapid Results with Andrew Weiss. We have incredible duo guests today, my first duo guests on the show, Sean and Julie Lechuga with Wellness Shop 365. And when I was talking to them before this call, I'm like, they actually know what they're talking about. They really care about you. They care about your health. They care about your business. And so I'm excited to get into some wonderful topics today. And a little bit about Sean and Julie. Well, first, we'll start with Sean, uh, because Julie was being a lady and letting Sean go first on things. Uh, Sean is a master coach in nutrition, exercise, and mindset. He has a master of science from Regis University and a host of certifications. He has a personal triumph over colitis, alcohol abuse, and depression, and that helps fuel his passion for helping others overcome challenges. He's the founder of The Wellness Shop and offers support in defeating energy depletion, weight issues, and anxiety through tailored lifestyle changes, nutritional counseling, and exercise plans. And now, for Julie, she is a healing and treatment specialist with expertise in biofeedback, auricular therapy, hope I said that right, and integrative nutrition. And she emphasizes gut health as the foundation for a pain-free, inflammation-free, and energetic life. She's overcome fibromyalgia, a miscarriage, and childhood trauma to help her be a leading authority in gut health. She's empowered hundreds to heal from within, enhance performance, and improve lives without pharmaceuticals or invasive therapies or needles. And so I'll let you guys answer the first question to start us off. What's the biggest and best accomplishment you're most proud of?
0: Um, I, I guess I'll go first since she <laughs> But uh I you know, honestly, I was, I was thinking about this, Andrew, like um it's it's overcoming my my personal doubts and fears, really. Um, and and getting out of my own head and and being able to, um, put my foot forward and, and go for it, whatever I want to do instead of, you know, having those, those doubts creep up on you or, you know, there are so many times in my life in my younger years where I want to do something and then in the back of my head, someone would say, you don't want to do that. Oh, you'll just fail or you'll, you know, they'll laugh at you. They'll think you're stupid. They'll think you're the... And I would just give up on it. I would give up on great ideas because I would talk myself out of it. And um, now, um, you know, it's it's the birth of this of this business, um, and it's it's for everybody out there. Um, it's it's not just for me or, or Julianne. It's it's for all the people that that we can um, that we can help, and you know, who wants to join our community and, and come along, you know, for this uh, this health journey and this ride with us.
2: I think for me, it's really overcoming my house struggles and finding the light at the end of the tunnel and knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that you don't have to suffer through this pain and go through this and feel like you're fighting this journey by yourself. There's people out there. There's people that are willing to help you. There's groups of people that are willing to support you. So it's it's not a journey that you're fighting alone. And there's so many things that come out on the other end when you start doing things for yourself that help heal yourself and help take care of yourself, um, including just being a happier person, being a better, you know, role model to your kids or, or friends or whatever, just being that significant person, um, and standing out in a crowd and not feeling like you have to fit in with everybody. But sometimes, you know, because, and I say that because when you go through this journey of. Of healing yourself. Sometimes you lose people along the way because people don't want to drink. They, I mean, they want to drink with you or they, they want to eat unhealthy food with you. So unfortunately, it's really finding yourself and finding that internal person that you love and you care for and taking care of that and healing it up from from the base up.
1: Well, I, I love that. And real quick, uh, tell the audience, uh, you guys met at Regis, it sounds like.
0: We actually uh, met at the, the college that we were at first. It was a community college, um, Arapah Community College here in uh, Littleton, Colorado. Um, both of us were um, kind of on different paths at that time. Um, I was working at the school full-time, and uh, she was, uh, she was you know, were you at the end? You were kind of in the middle. I was
2: in the middle to end yeah. of my studies. I was going to school for um, nursing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which which then obviously you know had, had changed. But uh I was I was at the end of my associate's uh degree at that time and then she um she ended up working in, in the department I was in and we ended up becoming friends and and from you know from there.
1: <laughs> and now am married with kids. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thirteen years yeah. this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Thirteen years being married?
2: Yeah. Yes oh, in God. December
1: yeah <laughs> wow, congratulations oh it makes my heart so happy because i know like 21st century 13 years is like 50 years nowadays so
2: right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true yeah we, yeah we hear
0: a lot of those stories It know it always breaks my heart when people go through divorce and splits and so and I'm, I'm very very blessed and very thankful to be with this woman
1: no it, it's very cool yeah and obviously it's an honor to host you guys both on the show today and just being my first uh duo guest. Um, so so we'll jump into our first questions. I mean, obviously what what you guys have overcome physically is, is quite impressive. I know there's still thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans and people around the world struggling with what you guys were able to overcome. Tell us a little bit more about what you wish you knew earlier when it comes to taking care of your physical wellness.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, when, when I was younger, I took so many things for granted. Um, but the, the the biggest thing is you know to to stop listening to what everyone tells you what you know what is good for you and what is not what, you know start listening to yourself and so many people do not do that they just don't sit you know and really like okay what is my body wanting right now what am, or am I just going through the motions and and. Hanging out with with these people just because it's out of habit or out of you know uh, out of fear of losing friends, like we talked about, we, we lost a lot of friends along our journey. And um, I mean, it's you know, it's it's it, it is about listening to yourself. But but you know, also you know, the other thing is is when you talk about like physical activity and nutrition and things like that, is people they think too much about it and then they overdo it. And we we talk about overexercise all the time, you know, and I, I, I watch you all the time on, you know, on social media, Andrew, you, you're hitting it hard. Um, but there's like a, there's like a line where you don't want to you don't need to be doing two a days, seven days a week to be in shape. That's yeah. just not, you know, that's just not something that's going to be you know, healthy for you. So it's like doing that, that research, that self-research, everyone wants that magic pill or that, that video or that person to tell them exactly what they want to do. Or exact, or what they have to do to to become healthy, when it actually resides from from within.
2: I kind of wish like I would have known at least some of the basics so that I could prepare myself because I wouldn't have done the things that I would have done. Like I thought I ate relatively healthy, and when I really started looking at the overall picture and what food really is and what food isn't. I realized that there is a very big gap in the United States that we have this misconception and it's basically what's pushed on us to believe that there's a lot of, um, you know, food out there and it's really not. And if I would have known a lot of that, I would have saved myself a lot of heartache and pain of dealing with some of the health issues I went through. And what's so sad is that when your body's young, it really does bounce back very nicely. But when you get to a certain age, it doesn't bounce back that way. And when I hit my 30s is when I started struggling with fibromyalgia. And people would just tell me that it was because I was getting old. And I'm like, I'm 30. What do yeah. you mean old? <laughs> so that was terrifying to me because I didn't have control over my health anymore. And I couldn't understand what was going on. And so really having that education and knowledge Um, to know what exactly is going on before I get to that point and what can I do to prevent that would have been a huge game changer for me because I probably wouldn't have gone down that direction that I did and struggled as hard as I did for a while there because if anybody knows anything about fibromyalgia you basically wake up every day feeling like your whole body is in pain from your head to your toes it does not feel good you don't feel like getting out of bed and then talk about what it does mentally for you you become depressed and everything else and so really it is such a heartache and so I I just I want to throw that out there knowing and at least educating yourself young is so much better but don't take care of Health when it's too late, do it when you still have time because that's when it's so much easier to deal with and recover and rebound. Otherwise, it's you're fighting against a clock,
0: yeah. And I'll just add really quick and that onto what Julianne just ended with is that message extends to not only people that are dealing with these health issues, but this is for people that find themselves feeling pretty good and feeling pretty healthy. We're here for preventative health care, take care of your health now before you're forced to take care of your illnesses later. We we talk about that all the time. And understanding that food is a drug, it can either heal you or it can, um, it can kill you.
1: Yeah. And, and so I love uh, what both of you touched on. And of course, I want to ask uh, each of you about uh, what you both individually talked about. Um, with with uh, Julie, you mentioned, I used to know what I thought was eating healthy. Can you tell us more like, what people think is healthy, but we're, but but obviously it caused you fibromyalgia. So tell us, tell us more about that.
2: Yeah. So like, there's a lot of food out there, you know, you go out to eat and you're like, Oh, I'm going to have a salad or something. And you think you're doing something really good for yourself. And what's so crazy is you turn around the ingredients to that dressing and it has omega sixes and all these, like all these things that cause free radicals and endocrine disruptors. And then you're talking about the vegetables that probably aren't even organic which has a lot of pesticides and herbicides, and those are endocrine disruptors. So females, when you're dealing with hormone issues, Think about what you're putting in your body, and this is really big for females because, unfortunately, once you get past that stage where your body stops making the progesterone and you stop your ovaries stop working right, then everything goes to your adrenals. And if your adrenals are taxed and you're not healthy and you're also putting a lot of stress on yourself from external resources, from endocrine disruptors to environmental stuff... Your body is not going to make hormones the same way and it is going to be a wreck. And so if you're looking at getting pregnant later in life or doing things like that, this is huge to listen to because trust me, if if your hormones are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, pregnancy is the least of your problems because you're probably not going to get pregnant at that point. So just really paying attention to those things that you're putting in your body that look like they're healthy. I mean, there is so much crap out there that you have no idea. Just because you get a piece of, yeah, just because you get a piece of chicken with very little on it, think about what it's cooked in. It could be cooked in canola oil and the canola oil is omega-6s. So it's really important to be mindful of where you're getting your food and how it's prepared and just everything from the base up.
1: No, that, that, that's fascinating because I know, like, most people are going, "Oh, if I eat uh, chicken, rice, and salad, like, I'll be healthy. Like, I'll, I'll be fine. If I eat r- broccoli, like, I'll I'll be good." So, so, geez, so it sounds like you guys spend a lot of time and effort really researching where each bite comes from, um, and it sounds like you can never go out to a restaurant ever because <laughs> you have no idea well, how to make if,
0: that food.
2: Here's the thing: you can, and you can, but if you're getting the like your least amount of meals are out and about, that's where it's better. Like it's okay to splurge. It's okay to have those moments. But it's what you do all the time that matters as opposed to what you do every once in a while. So trust me, consistency is so important and you just need to be mindful of that. Just being aware of what you're doing, that is bigger and the benefits are, are way above that.
1: And, uh, so tell us, and I don't know if you're able to point to, uh, certain food habits that you have, like, could you nail down like, oh, by eating these foods specifically, I guess it's probably your whole diet that caused fibromyalgia and I guess, um, and then, is, are you able to trace what specifically called your fibromyalgia, your fibromyalgia, I should say?
2: Um, unfortunately, I can tell you one of the biggest culprits out there is gluten. And um, a lot of it is wow. because it has a lot of chemicals in it. Nothing is really organic or um, without pesticides or herbicides inside, inside the United States. So it unfortunately, it may not be the actual gluten itself, but it is what's the chemicals in it that cause that reaction. And so a lot of autoimmune diseases have been linked back to, to gluten. I, I hate to say that, but it has been linked back to gluten. And dairy is... is a unfortunately close behind it. And a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, they're the, um, depending on where you're getting your source from, it could have antibiotics in it. It could have, um, similar stuff like where it's, it's not, you know, the, the animal itself is not grass finished, like where as far as like what it's being, you know, what it's eating. And so there's chemicals and what that they're taking in. And so really it's unfortunately quite an, um, a sad saddening thing that those two things are very um hard to get clean here but um if you ever go out of the country <laughs> enjoy <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that that is wild like i I have some friends who are gluten free in the u s but then once they go to Europe, like they can eat all the bread they want and no <laughs> no repercussions whatsoever. <laughs>
2: they have wonderful restrictions over there that allow their food to be good, like grown good um sourced well it's just, they put a lot of thought behind it, and they do protect their people a lot better i I don't want to speak badly about the u s there's some wonderful things that we do here, but I'm just saying that there are some things that unfortunately we don't restrict here. And because of that, it, that is so true.
1: Mm. And so it sounds like what helped. And, and so, so that's crazy too. Like people think fibromyalgia has to be a permanent disease, but you're like cured, cured, like no more symptoms, nothing.
2: I don't have any issues of it, any remnants of it. I,
1: it's six been years. six
2: years, uh, probably longer, a little bit longer um, without it, um, any trace of it in my body.
1: And that's because you cut out gluten and dairy from America. So you you have to get like the Ezekiel bread or import bread. Or like, are you just, you're like, I can't risk any bread or dairy whatsoever.
2: You know what? Um, I, Every once in a blue moon, I'll have a piece of bread or something. So I like I said, it, it's, but it doesn't taste the same. So I used to be pretty addicted to it. But I don't, um, I actually don't have that same craving for it. And now we do a lot of stuff that has almond flour in it or um, cassava flour, things like that. And we'll make our own stuff in-house. But there are some wonderful breads out there. Like Unbread, I love that brand. Um, They do almond flour. And there's other brands out there that are really trying to make headway for people that have celiac issues. And I'm not celiac, so that's not something I had. But... I think with an autoimmune disease, it would be pretty close. It was gluten sensitivity. And some people that have gluten sensitivity, a lot of people think, um, or they go into their doctor and their doctor says, you're not celiac, so you're fine. And they think they're crazy. And really, at the end of the day, gluten sensitivity is really an unfortunate thing because it can mimic a lot of symptoms of celiac without having the test that shows that you're celiac. So you're not crazy. You are dealing with some pretty heavy health issues if you're dealing with them. um, and
1: it's, you're not alone. No, no. And thank you for, for sharing all that. And that's obviously very, very fascinating because it's just like, I always like to say the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making the world believe he doesn't exist. And so if you have no idea what's causing all your health problems, you're like what the heck God, <laughs> what the heck world. And so, um, yeah. helping people recognize, Oh, actually it's because you, your gut health is what everything's going wrong. Um. And so I want the, and so Sean, tell us more about the, the workouts thing you mentioned, because I know, because I feel like, you know, America is mostly a beast and I'm sure a lot of it is diet, but also I think it's because a lot of people are, are stagnant that they're not putting enough exercise into things. And so it's interesting how you say how you're, you're more worried about people over-exercising than under-exercising. I'm curious if you expand upon that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not, just, <clears throat> that's not the only worry. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's also, it's also getting in there. Uh, but the, the food and the exercise always go hand in hand. So if you're eating poorly, you're not going to have the motivation and the drive to even get into the gym. Um, you're going to be tired. You're going to be lazy. Um, you're probably not sleeping well. Uh, it, when you're eating a lot of processed foods or, or bad foods, you're not going to sleep well because your body's basically trying to process poison through its, you know, through its system, things that it does not want, does not need. So it's like, how do I get this out of here? So you can't actually get into a restful night's sleep well then that throws your day off the next day so if you in your mind you have good intentions you're like oh i'm going to go to the gym tomorrow i'm going to do this that and the other and then you wake up feeling tired pain whatever and you're like oh i just can't do it today and it's just a cycle and it just keeps repeating day after day after day well as those days build up the months build up you start gaining weight and it just you know it's just a, it's just an awful awful cycle so we we at, at our practice we start very simple. So we coach on a two-step nutrition process. First off, is what we call primary nutrition, which is all of the a lot of the emotional things that we deal with in life. It could be spirituality, joy, um, home cooking, volunteering. Um, you know, there's we have 13 different categories uh, in our in our wheel of life, which you can go to our website and find that and take that wheel of life assessment. Um, but unless you're unless you're um, doing all right in, in most of those areas, it doesn't matter what we eat or what we're doing because you're you can't get out of it in in your own head. So we fix those areas, then we transition into into nutrition. Once we get onto a onto a nice plan week, two, three, four weeks, you start gaining more energy. You start gaining you get better sleep. Then we can start getting you into the gym. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times People will just go into the gym for a day, they'll hit it hard, they'll come back, they're exhausted, they're they're in pain, and then they don't want to go back. You know, they end up burning (laughs) themselves out after a week. It's kind of that typical New Year's, you know, resolution kind of thing (laughs) that happens to a lot of people every year. That's why, because they're not ready for it. They're not, you know, they have good intentions, they're just not ready for it. So going back to your, you know, your question, it's not just about over-exercising, it's just, it's going down to the simple steps, taking them to square one addressing the problems that reside, then step-by-step, then getting them into the gym. Usually it's going to take a couple, maybe two to four weeks to actually get them in the gym. But there are exercises they can do. People don't think of walking. I'm like, go walk around your neighborhood. That's exercise right there. You know, Mm -hmm. you have a dog. Take your dog for a while. Whatever it is, like do simple, simple movements to get you going again. And you create that that snowball or that avalanche effect. And then, you know, sooner than later, you're going to be bursting with energy. You're eating the right foods, you're sleeping well, and then you're going to want to go to the gym every day. And then it creates that, uh, that really euphoric feeling for you.
1: No. And, uh, that's so interesting how like if people are like, all right, I'm ready to exercise. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like your, your diet and nutrition first before we put together an exercise plan. Like that's very interesting, That's- but it, it makes sense because it's just all so much synergy involved that you don't want to miss out on anything. Right. Um, and I know we were talking about uh, Julie's uh, fibromyalgia and uh, obviously, yeah, Sean, you're able to overcome alcoholism and, and colitis. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about what, what caused those and how you're able to help overcome those.
0: I mean, you know, looking looking back at, you know, with the alcohol, it was, it was just a, a life of, you know, where I thought was uh, you know freedom and kind of I could do it you know what I wanted to do and um, hang out with my friends and <clears throat> you know just kind of you know live it up and and at, at first it started with you know some weekends here and there and then it just kind of built from there and then once you become of age the bar the bars are always close so it's like you know and you go there and you don't even realize how much money you spend at these places it's unbelievable and there's people we talk to who who are like, wow, these supplements are quite expensive or, you know, this food is quite expensive and, and they're talking about things that are expensive that can heal their body, but they'll spend hundreds of dollars at a, at a bar, you know, watching a football game at, you and know, a night. or in one night, you know, yeah. and it's like, wow. But, um, you know, with, with my story, it was just kind of, it slowly, you know, happens. Um, for me, alcohol, uh, provided me a, not only a stress release, but, um, I was, uh, I was confident when I was drinking. I, I, I was able to express myself uh, the way I thought I wanted to at the time without being nervous or scared. Um, and, you know, as I got older, I realized that wasn't obviously the, the way to go. And, um, you know, not only was it hurting my pocketbook, it was hurting my body. Um, it was, you know, I was gaining weight and I wasn't feeling well. I was, you know, I was calling into work a lot. I was, you know trying to sleep off, you know, my hangout, whatever it was. And, you know, soon realized that, man, uh, you know, this is not, you know, who I want to be. And, um, you know, I was able to, you know, get help through uh, mentors, friends and mentors who weren't, you know, obviously drinking. Um, I had to step away from that environment and those people and those people who I thought were my lifelong friends, you know, a lot of them were unfortunately drinking buddies and, you know, and it wasn't them, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't blaming them, I, it was myself, it, it was, I was putting myself in those situations. And, uh, you know, and all those, those people from my past, I, I wish them well, I forgave them, I, you know, I love them, and, and I move on, um, you know, and the, the colitis was a result of the drinking, uh, honestly, wow. it, was, it was a result of the drinking and, and obviously the bad food, um because what goes along with with drinking is you're eating bar food or you're getting late night pizza or whatever, you know, whatever it is. You don't care. You're not thinking in the right state of mind when you're in those moments. So um that all that all added up, you know, and then obviously we talked about before, when you're when you're eating and drinking that way, you're not exercising. You know, where you might go out for a day and do something and then think in your mind that you did something, you know, you're like, Oh, I got my workout in, well. Yeah, and then you go and spend the, the night at the bar and just undo everything. So, um, you know, that like the, the biggest thing that got, that got me out okay. of that hole was, was finding friends and family and mentors that were not a part of that scene.
1: Well, that, that makes sense. I know, uh, it, you know, I, I like to use the analogy too of like, um, like people who, who have figured out how to overcome alcoholism is that, They tell themselves like, it's not even an option anymore. Like, like you're not even going to think about possibly drinking it. Like there's just like no desire whatsoever. Like you could be in a room full of the best alcohols, all the, all the kinds you want in the world. And you're like, I I don't care anymore. I I don't need it kind of thing. Yeah. You
2: know,
0: and that, and that's, I'll be, you know, completely transparent and honest with you and and all the viewers right now. I still will have a glass of wine once in a while. I still will have a beer. Like, Oh my God. and, And people are like, well, how, how did you do that? Because I learned how to have a better relationship with my food and drinks. Mm. I can say, you know, we go out to dinner and celebrate a a special moment. I can have a glass of wine without overindulging. I can, you know, and enjoy it for what it is without having to get drunk or, oh, I want another one. I want another one. You know, no, I don't need that. I don't want it because I now have a relationship that I can, that I can control.
1: No, I, I love that. Um, and so w- were you able to kind of switch things cold turkey or it sounds like it was more of like an evolution for you of, uh, realizing, and of course it sounds like, you know, bottom of the gutter of alcoholism, depression, colitis, <laughs> well, that would change yeah. anyone, hopefully. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty
0: dark, it was a pretty dark space for me. Um, for sure. Um, you know, at first it was kind of an evolution. It was, you know, I, I would stop for a while and then I'd get all the heck from my buddies. What are you doing? Why aren't you here? You know, and then I'd give in and go, you know, hang out with them after a couple weeks and, you know, it would just kind of be that, but it would slowly, but surely get less and less and less. And then, um, I had a, I had a kind of come to Jesus or wake up moment, um, August 22nd, 2015, um, with a friend of mine. And I went to a baseball game that night and it was a, it was an extremely long night of drinking, um, broken phone, um, wrecked car, um, it was, uh, we closed down two different bar. It was, it was, it was, a. it was a night of debauchery. Um, and to make it worse, it was, it was my wife's, uh, birthday weekend. Oh. And so that was a very, you know, obviously very selfish, um, uh, moment uh, in my life. And it, it, it really, you know, we sat down and, and talked about it where a lot of, you know, and I have to give her a lot of credit because a lot of women just said, Nope, I'm, I'm done. Like this is, and we were Gosh, we we're at that time we were only you know four four or five years into our marriage it wasn't very long it wasn't a long time and you know and, and I just realized that moment I said you know what I just I need to stop for a while and um, I went uh, well actually and she she stopped with me she doesn't she doesn't really drink much or she didn't at the time and um, she stopped with me and we went um, almost two years not even not even a drop and wow. Yeah, not and and it was really it was it was really enjoyable and, and having her by my side really helped and um, you know cause there was a lot of challenging moments that I had trust me like where I'd want to go drink or you know at the time my buddies were doing this that and the other and they'd invite me out for this and, that, and, I, and I just said no you know and that's where I, I did lose a lot of friends during that that two-year span. Um, you know, and like I said, now I mean, we're able to, you know, enjoy a, a drink once in a while, and that's it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want to hear from uh Julie's perspective because obviously, I mean, uh, obviously it's a very powerful point in your relationship and being able to persevere through that. And, and so, I'm curious, like, um, when you're supporting Sean through this time, like, obviously, like. I don't know if it's like my Taurus nature, like I'm really stubborn and like I'm like, don't tell me what to do, and so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like uh, yeah, Sean might <laughs> the same way. With Julie's like, oh, maybe you should calm down a little bit, and Sean's like, what? Like I, I, I can do what I want, kind of thing. So I'm curious, yeah, Julie, from wife perspective, like, how do you help support your your spouse with like drinking and not drinking and and, and all that?
2: Yeah, sorry, I had I got an eye- eyelash in my eyes. <laughs> you're so good. You're I'm good. Me yeah. But um, okay. No, it was one of those moments where, uh, I, you know, when I had agreed to marry him, I, I was like, we're in this for, uh, you know, I, I truly stood by my vows and I'm like, I'm willing to help support you, but you have to be willing to, to help yourself. So if you can't, if you can't meet me on this journey where we're going to come together on this, then I can't be on this journey. Like this is, you know, I grew up in a, um, in two different households where alcohol and um, drugs were abused heavily, to the point where I was I was um, a neglected as a child, and so this wow. was traumatic for me. And <clears throat> but I had also gone through um, a stint before meeting Sean, where I went through an abusive relationship as well. And so I, you know, I knew that there that he wasn't abusive. He just needed some love and guidance. And he was, he was in a path, like on a path where he was only following what he had known. And so for me being kind of coming back from my background and where I had come out of, and he helping me out of a relationship that wasn't healthy for myself, I wasn't going to let him down either. And so really it was coming to a point of agreement like if, if we're going to do this we're going to do it together because we're not we're not on this journey alone you're not on this alone i know i don't drink a lot but i'm willing to still stand beside you and not drink you know until or, or ever again i don't care for me it didn't matter like alcohol has never been my my thing um i never was a drug user i just it, i grew up in it and so for me it was one of those things that i was actually more terrified of it than i was willing to accept it And, um, so I just, I, I basically, we sat down we made a pact and and that was kind of how we approached it. And, um, I, you know, I, I don't feel like there was ever a point where he got weak or anything, at least not that he ever said to me, but if he did have a feeling where he, you know, was wanted to talk or get something off his chest, I was always there to listen, like always a support system.
1: Well, I love that. Love that. Well, and thank you for sharing that journey, because I know that, uh, you yeah, know, a lot of people struggle with this. And so it's good to know, like, you know, that there is there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and so like, yeah, my, my cousin, you know, he just recently gave up alcohol. And he's just like, why didn't I do this sooner? Because <laughs> so um, and, uh, and that's good to hear too, that like, even after giving it up, you're still able to have a healthy relationship with it and just like not um, not have it control you anymore, have it give, give power over you anymore. Like, Oh yeah, of course like I can have a glass of wine or a champagne glass and it won't destroy me kind of thing. Like that, that's pretty cool and impressive too. Um, I want to transition a little bit and talk a little bit about Western medicine and Eastern medicine. Um, Cause I know obviously I'm sure there's, you know, pros and cons to both. Um, but I'd love to hear, yeah, your, your overall, Thoughts on that, why, why you take certain methods, why you wouldn't take certain methods, and just kind of t- tell us about that a little bit.
0: So I'll, I'll go, I'll take a step of this first because she's going to have a lot more in depth answer for you <laughs> regarding this because of where, you know, her, her doctorate lies and, and, and all of that. But I can, I know I can speak for both of us when I say Western medicine is needed in certain, I, we, we do need doctors. We do need hospitals. We do need, you know, the, I, there's a lot of controversy back and forth where they say, well, these naturopaths or these holistic doctors, they're against, you know, Western medicine. We are not, we are not mm-hmm. against doctors. You know, they have their place and that's very important in this world. And I just want to state that before, you know, we answer, you know, the, this question for sure. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, that. the, the we wouldn't be able to survive without, without them. Um, now what our future and our vision, um, lies like where we, where we see this is where we can live in harmony together, where we know a lot about nutrition and a lot about, you know, kind of how food works and, and the mind and things like that, where we can work with doctors, um, to help them. Um, where, where, you know, health and health and wellness coaches are, are needed, um, in this, in this world, um, big time, um, where doctors and it's not their fault. They were not educated in this stuff. You know, they were not, that this wasn't a part <laughs> of their, of their education and their, you know, their curriculums. That's okay. That's why we, that's why we, we've done that. That's why we've, you know, we're certified and we've graduated in those, in those areas because that's where we can, you know, come in. Um, but as far as the details, I, I I always love hearing Julianne talk about Western medicine versus Eastern medicine and how they can live in perfect harmony.
2: <laughs> so I'm actually in completion of my doctorates of natural medicine. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I really love because and the reason why I love this topic is because I was going to school for nursing. Um, I was actually a certified nurse assistant for years. I loved being able to work with other people and help them. But what I found was a little bit conflicting <clears throat> is a lot of um, Western medicine is trying to be more for, um, a a aid, um, And there's great places for them. They do great with a lot of things out there with uh, cancers. They do great things with emergency surgeries. There's are such wonderful things. But we've talked to many doctors, many, and they've all said that nutrition was not in their repertoire of their education time. And so with that being said, they don't really have that knowledge base to help you have that preventative. And that's where we come in. And that's where I think that both of them can really come together. And that's where Eastern medicine comes in, because they really take the, the stronghold on both energy, energy medicine, food and nutrition as well as, um, mental and spirituality. And that's where a lot of things get left at the door at, um, in allopathic because it's more about, um, you know, what's the symptom, where's the issue and how can we handle it right now? You know what I mean? When, um, really the question is, is where did it stem from? What is the trauma that came from that? What is the emotional stent that came from that? In Chinese medicine, which has been around for thousands of years, so has acupuncture. There's um, places in the body that you hold these diseases. They stay in the body, and then they become ill, and they become and they become a, a disease all around or disease. disease. And so really that's what it boils down to is like if you have anger and you never let it go, it could be from childhood and that's in your liver. And if you have if you've lost a loved one and you're struggling and you can't get past it and your lungs start being a problem for you, that could be grief. So there's things that your body holds on to that you can't release it without the right protocols. And so there's wonderful medicines out there and then food is another thing. So if you're having damage to that liver and then you're drinking to kind of heal up those wounds or at least the the way you think you're healing, you're creating more damage and then that's sticking it to the liver even further and then your liver becomes cirrhosis or fatty liver disease or something like that. And now your whole body is ill. You have jaundice or things like that of disease that takes over. And so really, this is where things come into play, where the emotional part is huge. The nutritional part is huge. The energetics are huge. Releasing this energy from the body and allowing it to start healing up is such a crucial part. And that's where Eastern medicine comes in is, is a lot of what I do or what we do really is, um, in, all that we do in alternative, it really co- encompasses that Eastern um, medicine that has been around and it's bringing it to the forefront because it's always been there. The problem is, is that the United States didn't really acknowledge it until Eisenhower. Um, and then that that's when it all came into play. But really we're talking about things that have been around long before us. And if you go to England or um, China and stuff—they actually go to a holistic doctor long before First. they go to their allopathic. Wow, interesting. Um, so it, it's reversed, and and that's wow. why I said it. we could help be that preventative and then if you need that emergency the doctors are there and they are definitely there for you and they're good people but I just it should be both it really should be a combination of both because we both bring so many wonderful things to the table and we can help people thrive and live their best life together.
1: I I love that answer and I'm glad that you're able to uh, see pros and and win for both sides and and uh, maybe there isn't an answer on this, but like, is there like a, a generalization? Like, oh yeah, definitely go use Western medicine. Like, if you break a bone or if someone stabs you, like, <laughs> please go to a hospital. Don't yeah. use a crystal and pray it away. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> hospital yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a, di- if you have something that has advanced so bad, right. the disease or life threatening, do not go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love all holistic doctors and great herbal medicines out there but it, it is really hard to move past something that's already in a true disease state, like mm. fully, full on injure, broken, you know, broken stuff. It's, it's really not, it's not a good place to go. I'm sure there are some out there that could, but I would not, there's a lot of people that I would not recommend <laughs> in that state.
1: Oh, makes sense. Um, uh, and it, so, yeah, so it sounds like yeah the Eastern's more like preventative and if it's like early stages of something like definitely utilize it and then obviously if it worst comes worse i'll go to western kind of thing so, oh so, just like what you said like in england and what was it the other country you said that does that first know,
2: uh, uh, a, lot of,
1: yeah, a sure. lot of Europe
0: of european, european and asian countries, countries.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and and tell us uh, obviously you guys have your own eastern medicine products in your site like w- which ones are your Favorites that you guys personally like to use, or what are the most popular and why? And th- tell us a little about that.
0: I mean, um, we we treat all of our patients on a bio individual level, which means that everyone is different. Um, so we we have um, some pretty special equipment that people they they will scan them, and it'll actually tell them exactly what they need or don't. Wow. So then we can put them on you know the supplements or the products that you know that they would need for whatever it is they came in for um so that that really helps and, and you're not just throwing you know darts at a dartboard blindfolded um and you know that that gives them the the best and, and most optimal you know way of, of becoming healthy again um is is honing in on exactly what they need and that same that same equipment can actually uh tell us what foods that they're sensitive to as well so that you know that really helps um because we Earlier in the show, we talked about you know health foods, where it could be vegetables or fruits or whatever. Well, they could have an intolerance to that at that time, and they don't even know it, and it's causing other things to go to go wrong. So um, that you know that really helps it
2: and it, it's temper when we say yeah. that yeah. you have an intolerance to something <clears throat> let's say you have an intolerance not to broccoli a permanent,
0: not a permanent allergy. it's
2: not a permanent allergy if you work on healing up the gut and you get it in a better uh place where it, it's it's processing correctly and detoxing correctly and things like that your body can actually eat these foods again not everything out there like i said gluten is one of them that i don't uh, you know it's really hard one um and so is dairy but there are other things out there. So like, let's say you do eat vegetables and you find that every time you do you get gas or bloating or things like that, it's a sign that your body's not responding well to it. And really you should take a step back and look at, um, at least taking it out of the diet for a temporary time being and healing up the gut and getting things back on track and doing the, you know, possibly a cleanse or a detox or something like that and getting things back on track. And then you can bring, bring it back in because the body does want it. It does need it. And the thing is, is like, The other problem, going back to the nutrition scan, we do the nutrition scan and and some of the other stuff because the body needs um, everything working pretty optimally. And the problem that we're running into is that a lot of foods and and things in our environment are lacking a lot of nutrients, even though the soil isn't as strong as it used to be because of over-harvesting and over-doing it on the same land and not allowing it to process and die and regrowth. Um, So with that in mind, we are becoming a little more deficient in our nutrients and our actual food. And that's why organic is a little bit better because it still has a lot of those um, components to it. However, with that in mind, there is still a level that needs to be supplemented in because there is so much that we are still lacking. And the cool thing is, is that we have machines that can tell us hey, your body is still deficient in this. We need to pump it up a little bit more until your body can start substituting it on its own. And so there's some wonderful components to that where the machines that we have that work in more of an energetic way are really invaluable because they offer so much benefits to the overall body. And then that way you can keep your hormones working correctly or your thyroid working correctly or any of those things but one of my favorite things that I like to use besides those machines is I really like doing a lot of energy medicine because I um I had my own trauma and I know other people do and, and almost every single person out there has their own story and trauma and life history and the thing is is it's really finding a way to um relieve that and and remove that from the body So that it can do its healing process so that you're not holding on to those traumas and that your body is able to heal up from that. And so that is one of the things that we do is um, with the coaching as well. We also do um, healing stuff that's in an energetic form and it's really hitting on that spirituality and kind of relieving um, toxins that are held in the body.
1: Interesting. And, and you keep bringing up this equipment. Did you guys invent this? Like, do you, do you ship it to people? Like, this, this sounds very interesting. Tell us more about that.
2: No, so um, the equipment comes from my schooling, but there's other wonderful equipment out there. There's some wonderful stuff out there. But um, my school personally has um, some equipment that's come over from Russia and Germany. And they're really wonderfully based. They're almost futuristic. There are A lot of stuff out there is really moving towards it where it can kind of give you a, a, um, a pre-diagnosis before you're fully there. But um, it's all obviously not at the forefront yet. But as far as it goes, it's, it's some really unique equipment that has been around for a while. And it's done some tremendous stuff. And people have been... Um, <clears throat> using it all around in the schools and things like that world the Eastern schools and such, and it's really been quite groundbreaking because we've really been able to see a lot of things that people are, like I said, deficient in or at least dealing with and processing through, and, and we're able to help them find the right resources out there. We may not be that resource. We will we could refer you out, but for the most part, <coughs> we do quite a bit in our office.
1: Very cool. And, and, and sorry, one more time. So, if someone's like, "I want access to that equipment," they they have to come to Denver, Colorado, for that, or you do like ship out there, those things. There
2: are some stuff that you can come. Uh, that you we would ask that you come here firstly, but other stuff we can, can do, do at virtual, at a virtual distance.
0: And, and we do offer virtual coaching. I mean, that's you know that's plain and plain and simple, and and it works really well. But if you want to go more in depth, um, you know, with with the the uh, machines that we have and certain ones like Julian said that you'd have to be here for but there's other ones that you can we can do virtually too.
1: and uh I know there's like there's so many things out there that like tells you like when you like taking like food tests for example like what foods you should be eating and not eating and like um I I read the book eat right for your blood type and I'm like oh that 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 book makes a lot of sense um and so like I'm, I'm type o positive I'm like oh I'm supposed to avoid like pork and avocados and and oranges, but I love all those foods so much. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> it's hard to resist a lot of the time. Um, so yeah. So w- w- well, first, yeah. What are your thoughts on the book you write for your blood type? And any, any uh, insights on that?
2: I think there's some validity, and yet there's also still bio individuality, and mm-hmm. also it's also environmental. Too. I was gonna say it's environmental, oh. but it's also kind of like epigenetics. So what is what's been turned on in your genes and what are still um, turned off or, you know, what's kind of going on. Did you have uh, is your family like a life full of trauma where mm-hmm. there's a lot of issues? You're more than likely going to have a ton of food sensitivities. It doesn't matter if it's going to be to just one or two things. So um, really it's becoming very bio-individual and that's really what it comes down to because we all have different stories. We all have different lives. We all have different uh, environments. We all have, you know, if you're exposed to mold, you're going to have a lot of sensitivities like Mm -hmm. black mold is so bad for the body and your body's going to flare up and you're going to have allergies to just about everything from you know perfume to uh foods to you know it could be anything and so you really it as much as there's a lot of validity out there there's also it it still doesn't hit on bio individual
1: Mm. no uh, that's fascinating to hear and uh uh, I love if you guys could like share some stories of like people coming to you and they're like, I've, I've had this problem forever with my health. No one can help me. I'm hopeless. And you're like, I got you. And you guys are able to like help them get from like A to B. Like do you have any favorite stories that you want to
0: share? Yeah, you
2: can go
0: ahead. Uh, well, no. I, yeah, sure oh,
2: so about. we did have a wonderful gal that came in. She had been seeing a holistic doctor um, she had some good experiences. It wasn't bad. Um, but she met us through an event. She's like, I just want to try you out. And so we we're like, sure, come on in. And um, so we started working with her. We we're like, we're not here to to you know tag on anybody else. We are just wanting to give you as much information as possible. So we started putting her through kind of what we do. Our journey, like of uh, how we approach each person individually. Um, she went through this whole process and. Um, uh, about six months ago or so, maybe a little bit less. She sent us over her blood work and she had went from having issues of, you know, like some high cholesterol and stuff yeah, like that, where it was like, you know, uh, she's almost, how old is that? 76? She's
0: late 60s. Okay,
2: so she's late 60s. Um, she came in.
0: And <laughs> she
1: Hello.
2: <ended> up, <laughs> her blood work almost ended up being that of a 30-year-old. So it was quite a drastic change in um, in what she was seeing. And so um, she's super excited. She's been with us every step of the journey. She calls us for everything. She just loves us. <laughs> Uh, We've even had a gal come in with um, she had some autoimmune issues, and she saw huge issues uh, just dissipate. And she said she uh, she actually did one of our um, nine news interviews and said she felt twenty years younger after going through our program. And so she she had a lot of health issues. Sorry, as you can see, we are no,
1: you're good. Yeah, hello, family. Good (laughs) to see you. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: happens.
1: (laughs) The twins are here. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) how cool um no that's uh that's so inspirational and and so good to hear um and and like i love how you guys keep saying individual 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 because i know it's just uh everyone wants to do blanket health advice health statements um and and just uh and keep (coughs) trying to i guess systemize and scale it but obviously each person um, and it's fascinating too. I never thought about that as well, how you said like trauma can have an impact on your diet and your, um, I guess it makes sense for health because obviously trauma can cause depression. I guess depression can cause a lot of other things. Um, and I guess, uh, I guess maybe this is a good question. How do you help diagnose if people have trauma or not? Cause it goes back to maybe someone doesn't know, like, what the heck? I don't, I don't think I have had, had any trauma. Like, how would you help bring that out of people to see if that's affecting anything?
2: So you would be amazed when you start changing people's diets, if, if what they, you, start you. What they start telling you or realizing. And so mm-hmm. what's so crazy is sometimes we have to work in reverse where we're working through things where we're doing dietary changes and then they start going through emotional stuff. And so with the gal that I was just telling you about, actually she didn't come in for trauma and now we're doing some stuff in the direction of trauma because she's had a lot of trauma um, that she didn't even realize was affecting her, and right. some of it even happened when she was a child because she had some massive surgeries where her whole chest abdomen was cut open, and so even without realizing that, that's still trauma. Even if you have to go through that, that's trauma. Even as a child, if you're in the womb and there's abuse or fighting or things like that, that's trauma. And so sometimes you may not realize it, but you have this like unbearing feeling of um, depression or anxiety, and let's say you've changed your diet, and you're like, I don't know what's going on. We sometimes find that as we start working through, and you start talking a little more, that you re- that you start surfacing up your own trauma.
1: No, well, that, that, that's fascinating. Is that uh, yeah? So it, so it sounds like that the dieting helped them get clarity on, like, oh my gosh, I guess this started happening when this happened, kind of thing. um so and they can help trace it back essentially that's fascinating um well i'll I'll just ask a couple more questions let you guys uh spend time with the family but uh yeah thank you again for uh for joining us today and uh all the the guests with the cats and the twins and
2: uh
1: i'm I'm sure there's gonna be a uh, random uh elephant or kangaroo gonna walk through the room at this point or something so it's possible (laughs) it's possible andrew thanks for having us yeah thank you for having us of course um so last two questions are, well, first, uh, so tell us more about the um, assessment wheel, or, or the, I think it's called the Harmony of, of Life wheel that you want to offer the audience. Um, t- tell us about that they can get access to.
0: Yeah, you can go right to our website. If you go to the thewellnessshop365.com, that's with three S's, and the uh, Harmony of Life, uh, 365 Harmony of Life wheel assessment is right there. You can take that. And uh, we Actually, just dropped uh, two new ebooks books um, that have mm-hmm. just come out. Um, well, they they should be out uh, late this week or early next. So, um, if you uh, do want those those ebooks, one is how to feel. Um, what is it? How Thank to you. how to feel like you're 20 again? That's what it, that's what it was. And then the other one was a, a men special uh, <laughs> for elevating your testosterone naturally without needles or artificial uh, injections. So. If you'd like both of those eBooks, we can send those to you and then we can, uh, you know, set up a a one-on-one or, you know, some way to, to coordinate and talk about your situation and and how you want to fix it.
1: Perfect. And and then, yeah, then yeah, outside of the website, is there any other ways you want people to get in touch with you or get in contact with you and reach out?
0: I mean, you can email us directly, uh, the wellness shop 365 at gmail.com. Um, or, uh, you can, like I said, you can, you know, run the wheel on, on the website that will...
2: And we're also um, available on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, we're um, on both on Instagram,
0: both on Instagram. I'm Um, only on
2: Facebook, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But we're all over the place. So you could definitely find us. We put content out and uh, things like that to kind of help you live your best life.
0: You can DM both of us anytime.
1: Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing that. And the last question for today is what's the one takeaway you want someone to have from (laughs) listening to this interview today?
0: So there was one thing I did want to share earlier when we were talking about food, just kind of a a little um, tidbit for somebody who's wondering about, you know, health foods, things like that. Um, The biggest lie in the grocery store are things that that are no sugar, low fat. Uh, what's, what's natural the other flavors. one? Nat- yeah. Natural flavor. Well, we, we can go into natural flavors, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. but anything that's like low fat or, or sugar free, things like that. Those actually are going to counteract everything that you're trying to do. Like people think that they'd rather drink a diet Pepsi or a diet Coke. You're better off drinking the regular stuff because the chemicals and the artificial sweeteners are a thousand times worse than what the regular stuff is. Wow. And it actually can help you retain weight than do the opposite of actually losing weight. Um, We, we need fat in our diet. Um, Whether people want to admit it or not, um, our, our brains are made up more than 50% of our brains are made up of fat and we need to feed our brain with fat. Um, Now let me clarify by saying before you go out to mcdonald's or burger king and get your lunch no that's not the fat i'm talking about i'm talking about like things like avocado cook, cooking with avocado or olive oils healthy fats things like that sauteing your vegetables in those healthy oils like that the omega 3s eating fatty fish um, things like that. That is the type of fat that I'm talking about, um, which is which is really well, not, which is really important um, for your for your body. Stay away from all that garbage, that low fat, non fat, sugar free stuff. That's just it's trash.
2: And it's really important to um, remind people just to take care of yourself and do things for yourself that are spiritually connected for yourself. And I, I want you to take that away today as the biggest takeaway from all this too. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, you can't take care of anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself. And so I, I really think that that's so important because we all put ourselves on the back burner. And we all say that we'll take, care of our, we'll take care of that later or we'll eat better later or we'll do this later. No, do it now while you're still feeling good, while you still feel like you can do it. Because later is definitely fighting against the clock. And at that point, When you're sick and you can't get out of bed or you don't feel good or you're depressed or you're fighting against a lot of other demons out there, it's going to be so much harder to take care of yourself. And so do it now while you have the ability to and um, just really make yourself the forefront because just like us, we're, we're parents, yes, but at the same time, if we don't take care of ourselves first, we can't take care of them.
1: That makes sense. Well, thank you again for coming on today. And thanks for sharing all your wonderful wisdom and giving people secrets on how to live healthier lives and uh, hopefully overcome diseases and prevent them in the first place. And uh, yeah, it's so sweet seeing you guys together with your twins and your family and and all that. So um, definitely check out Sean and Julie's uh, social media, their website, uh, wellnessshop.com, right? The wellnesshop365.com wellnesshop365.com um, and uh, make sure to check out their stuff. Cause I, I was going through this site. They have lots of great information, a lot of great products. Um, and so we'll see you all next week for our next episode of Rapid Results and we'll see you all then. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thanks, thanks Andrew. Thanks, everyone.
1: That concludes another episode of Rapid Results. Remember to leave a review about something you learned so others can share the knowledge. Keep being unstoppable in your pursuit of the lifestyle freedom you desire. And we'll see you next
0: week.